Hello, and welcome back to We Can Move Rose, where this is the podcast. You can be watching us on YouTube. Hello, people who seem to be found us. Hi. Hi. Weird. Um, or you can be watching or listening to us on any type of mobile device or however you listen to your podcast. We're here to enjoy. I'm Jacob, and you are? I'm Raymond, and I'm eating a beef jerky. Yep, he's eating meat, guys. I, however, um, am not. I'm just sitting here. Um, <laughs> well. <yeah. laughs> So I you think want. YouTube and Kobo would be very much just in disagreement if you were doing that. So, uh, <laughs> also, fun fact, um, there was an update for StreamYard, which is how we how we do this. It's the only, it's actually the best way to do it, because Google just had it, like, before we switch over, Google, whatever, uh, Google, what is that called? Google whatever. something. Something, I can't remember. Hangouts, Google Hangouts. It was all messed up. I like how our faces and stuff. This is such a better platform. But now they have it like a newsreel. So, for instance, when we talk about trailer rolls, it's going to go across the bottom. Which which I just awesome. think it's so cool. So, and also, it doesn't cover half my face, which yeah. I also enjoy because it did. So, I never way, realized it. We're powered by a duck. Yeah, how'd you not realize we're powered by a duck? Duh. Because I didn't give a, I give a fuck. Hey. We can say curse words on this. I don't care. Fuck Copa. Okay, not Zachary. I can't say curse words. <laughs> Zachary can't say curse words because hey, it's I didn't not... blink. Yeah, it sounded weird though. Okay, so we're we have an order. Um, we also can go on tangents until basically after Christmas. We don't really have a structure because news stories right now are all kind of hectic, and we have yet to see one of these movies. It's been out for a few days. It's going to be out for a few days when you do see this. And uh, so, kind of, it's hard to find any news. The story. fact that we have to wait so long, hey, and we have to deal choice. with everything involved with it. Truly, your choice. You chose today. Believe me, I could have gone tonight after work. I could have gone. I have a free ticket. I could have gotten for free without having to pay a single dollar, and I could have went to. You still get to go free. No, you know what I mean. Like. <laughs> And who knows? I could be using it again. I kind of want to use my free ticket to see Knives Out again, though. It's been deal. Why? Like, I don't know. I do think it might be in my top ten next week. Be- you hated it. I know. But I started thinking about it, and there's just so many different reasons. Oh, it has a good chance to be up there. Like, high. Like, I'm in the top five of all, like, of, like, the movies of the year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I still need I And that's I think, because of the longevity. Like opening when I saw it, opening night, I wouldn't say it wasn't either. It was it was a metacore movie. It was okay. It wasn't gonna make top ten, wasn't gonna make the worst. You know, I'd say it'd probably be like a disappointing movie. Off subject, guys. Like I said, we're going on tangents today. <laughs> but um, you know, but after thinking about it, after thinking about it and thinking and you know, it's amazing. It's a truly well-crafted film. And it just took me a very long time to figure it out. Clearly. Yeah, like um, I saw that a while ago. So I'm doing something absolutely crazy on Sunday. I am going to go see, I've put the money aside for it, three films Sunday. I'm seeing three movies. What movies? Knives Out, mm-hmm. Bombshell, mm-hmm. and um, hang on. There was one more. Cats? <laughs> uh, Ford v. Ferrari? 
Yes. Mm. Seeing all three. I am. I, I get all. I get off at two thirty on Sunday, so I'm just gonna take the day, go relax, and have a good. Try. I need to catch up. Well, those I mean, are three films I need to go see tomorrow. I'll have reviews for Jumanji, Black Christmas, and then also <laughs> Bombshell. I'll go up. <laughs> Black Christmas is Black Christmas is still sitting with me. So, and it was not a bad review. I didn't give it a, like a, a rant review. Because it was a non-spoiler, so it was not. <laughs> it's real short. It's like three and a half minutes long, because I couldn't think of what to say. <laughs> so let's so get I, Yeah, oh, okay, sorry. Well, um, I've been sitting on Jumanji for mm-hmm. a little bit now since we've seen it. It is officially in the top five of the year for me. I effing loved that movie. I had such a good time. Yeah. See, my, no, my only no. issue was Rock. My only issue was the Rock. No. Not top five, not top ten, not top twenty. It would be like in the middle. That is definitely, and I mean truly, going on my disappointing list of for this year. Really? Yes, definitely. I was truly disappointed with it. Um, there's a few in here that have been like truly shocking, and I'm sure there's going to be a few on your list that are going to shock me as much as it's going to shock you. Because even you have to think about it. Disappointing does not mean, oh, that movie sucked. It just means personally, it's a personal opinion of, oh, I thought I was going to enjoy that so much more. Surprising is a movie that you go and you watch and you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting to love this. And now it's like one of my favorite movies. You know what I mean? And there's quite a few different movies that are on my top 10 list that are also in my disappointing list. Because I was, it was amazed me enough to get there. But also, mm-hmm. I was disappointed because I thought it would be better. So it's really interesting. I, I like my complexity. Man, I, I'm I'm imagining a what if scenario if Joker was really bad. It would be and if it being in our disappointment list. Could you imagine if that happened? Yeah, no, because it didn't happen. So no, because it's a modern masterpiece. And everybody Speaking of masterpieces, you guys, if you guys are watching on YouTube, should totally check out my first ever taste test video where we go over Harley Quinn, which Joker is a part of, and he is hilarious. My favorite line, without giving any spoilers, I have watched the episode now like 12 times, so my favorite line <laughs> is, you fuck bats. <laughs> it's my favorite right, line, out of, or, or the no, or when Batman says no. It's just so cold cut. There's also a few others, but they are spoilers, and so we're not going to get into those. Highly recommend watching both, and if you do watch my taste test, go ahead and vote. Sorry, we'll plug in there because, you know, yeah. A lot of you guys are watching it, so, like, I didn't really need to do it, but. So. You know what's sad? Within with, with, within these past two weeks, Netflix has put out two of my uh, two of my top ten worst movies of the year. Which ones? Six Underground. Didn't watch it yet. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Reynolds was the saving grace of that film, and he he, he couldn't even do it. Okay, what so else? bad. What? Um, uh, shit. I just watched them. Oh, um, Irishman. Oh, that's weird. Golden Globes. When we did our Golden Globes thing, you were loving it. You loved it. I, I, I like I said, I've been sitting on some films I've, I, I've watched, and now going back and watching it. I shouldn't have a film at that length should not require watching it in four parts. I should be able to get to that film really easily, but that just proved how bad the pacing of the movie was. 
the fact they had to break it up into four parts. And, you know, De Niro's performance still doesn't sit with me. It wasn't good. Pesci and Pacino were the best things about the movie, and they're barely in the film. Well, speaking of Netflix, we're going to switch up the order a little bit here, you know. But I figured we could just jump straight into it, right? The Witcher is out to stream. Way to transition. Huh? Way to transition. I know. The Witcher is out to stream right now, and I'm assuming most places. I'm hoping. I don't know. Can you watch The Witcher with? No. I'd be curious to see if your Netflix has it. The U.S. Netflix has it, at least. Mm-hmm. And um, it is a TV show that's uh, set in a fictional world, a sci-fi fictional world, starring Henry Cavill and several other female actors I do not know. Henry Cavill is literally the only person I know on this TV show. But I... Are you literally flossing right now? I have something in my tooth. But... I have been playing, oh my gosh, I probably put in over 80 hours into The Witcher 3. It's still one of my favorite video games of all time. Still haven't beat it. That's how amazing it is. I didn't need to beat it to know that it's like one of the, one of the best video games It's a games fantastic game. If you want a really good, dark, rich, fantasy, story-driven game, play The Witcher 3. It's fantastic. But then again, I do know for a fact this has nothing to do with the video game. It is solely based in the realm of the books, which we've had long conversations about if we think that was a smart idea. And I still have no idea if that's a smart idea. But clearly it's working because critics are loving it. They're absolutely loving the show. Very praised. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a very nice score. It was in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. High 80s. And the biggest thing about the show is the the girl who plays Jennifer – and and uh, Cavill and the girl who plays Siri are all getting praised for their performances, which is so nice to hear Cavill get praised for a performance. He, I mean, he deserves uh, it so much. He really does because he's, he's an asshole, but it is what it is. I is still like not, him. I still support there, him. Is there not an actor that you do not like? No, I do like him. He literally in real life is is not a nice person. That's why he's getting praised for playing an asshole. Because, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, I can't think of his name. Girl yeah. is not a nice person. It's just the truth. Ooh, has a 9.2, by the way. Oh, maybe this is the new Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm too. Okay, I have to binge watch this. It's fine. <laughs> I'm watching the first episode. Well, I, I'm watching the first episode tonight. I won't be able to watch it until after Christmas. Well, that, that, that's what that's how I'm doing this. I'm using this to lead up to Skywalker. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna watch all the episode an episode a day. That'll get me to the 26th. So so we'll see that Skywalker when I finish Witcher, and then the day after is the season finale of Mandalorian. So I'll just get all three done right then. Ding ding ding. Yeah, I wish I had that time. I don't have that time. <laughs> I literally had to cancel plans because I don't have that time. So I'm, I can't I can't not spend my time watching. So I probably won't even start it until closer to the new year. If I'm being honest, or I might not start it until the new year, but I'll get to it. It's, I'm it's really, awesome. uh, I've been, I've been listening, reading, and watching enough reviews. I'm actually excited about the show now because because you and I have talked about it. I've not been excited for this show at all because I'm, no, I, I, I have, I, and I've been genuinely worried about the source material and how they were going to do it. Clearly, it works. I heard the monsters are awesome in the show when they show up. Um, I heard the I heard the I heard the first episode is the weakest of the of the eight. Um, by the way, for all you uh, families out there who think The Witcher is going to be a great holiday show, uh, let let you know. Um, oh, 
Yeah. Um, are you sure you're on The Witcher and not Rise of Skywalker? No, actually, this has a higher score than The Rise of Skywalker by 2%. On both sides, that's weird. The role of the Witcher still only feels half-formed as it gallops onto screen, but Henry brings Bronwyn charisma to a seriously teeming with subsequent family elements and dark humor. Hey, your show Harley Quinn's got a really good score. Huh? Your show Harley Quinn's got a really good score. It deserves it. It's probably one of the best TV shows that are out there right now, like, that you can watch. Which really sucks. It got put on DC Universe. I know. Do you realize all the great shows on DC are are, are finally starting to come out? And they're going to be thrown in HBO Max next year? They deserve to be thrown in HBO Max. More people are going to watch that when it gets thrown on HBO Max. Right now, by the way, if you do want to watch Harley Quinn, it's not for free on YouTube anymore. So sorry about that. But you can get a 25% discount, not sponsored, by DC Universe. So. That's, I, that, that's worth alone to go watch, binge watch Doom Patrol, Titans, and Harley Quinn, probably. Well, I'm waiting. Harley Quinn, I'm going to wait until I can actually, like, well, watch it. I have to wait until, like, in a few months and then figure out which ones you guys voted on. It's a part of that list, so. Gotcha. Yeah, I have to wait. But the first episode is extremely strong. I really hope it's part of, like, you know, the ones that we get to watch weekly together. But who knows? Either way, I figured what, out. Yeah. That's all I have to say about Witcher. I mean, I'm I'm really excited about watching it. I'm definitely going to share my thoughts about it when we when we come back in the new year. Um, but I I feel like it'll be a good show to end the year on, like a really good epic fantasy. Like, and and this actually is actually kind of a good thing. If Star Wars didn't work for you, The Witcher might get your fix, or vice versa. If Witcher didn't work for you, you got to, you get to go see a giant fantasy epic. On the big and or small screen with Star Wars. So, I mean, you have your options right now with fantasies, which I absolutely love. And I would say this year for fantasy, especially for entertainment purposes, has been really weak. There's been a yes. lot of uh, disappointments, one would say. Maybe some anger, one would say. Maybe some Golden Globe snubs, one would also say. Oh. All are possible for one TV show. So, if I could have another TV show where I could get excited and get a Golden Globe snub out of it, too... That would be great. So, are you gonna put up that clip of you reacting? I still have it. I don't know. I have no oh, idea. you should. We when we did the Golden Globe reactions, he, you guys hear the audio part of it where he freaked out about uh, a certain someone not getting nominated, but a certain other person Clark. did. Yeah, and he freaked out. The yeah, video is so much better. The video is so much better. Either way, speaking of another huge sci-fi that's already out that you could go see for yourself, which we keep kind of dancing around. I guess we can just talk about the elephant in the room, and that is Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Oh boy, what an elephant it is! Um, so here's my thing with this movie. Um, it is the it. This is what I thought was gonna happen from the beginning mm-hmm. when Last Jedi came out. I knew from the get-go, as when Rise of Skywalker came out, it was going to get this score. I knew it was going to get this score on Rotten Tomatoes. And here's why. Because Last Jedi took chances. Critics love it when a film takes chances. Let's look at Joker this year. Joker took, chan- Joker took chances. Critics loved it. Rise of Skywalker, from what we heard, is the safest Star Wars movie 
besides Force Awakens. Who directed Force Awakens? JJ. Look at that audience score. You want to know why the audience score is so good on this movie? Because of fan service. Because of what JJ does in this film. Okay. And okay, it's, hold, and no, it's no, written no, no, right no, there in the critics' no, 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 Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I, I'm going to stop you. Okay. I'm going to stop. It's you written talk. right no, there no, in the consensus. No, no, no. Here, here we go. Here. I'm going to stop you because you are judging a movie really hard, to be honest with you, based off of reviews, based off a movie you've not even seen yet. And how is that respectful for the source material? You could see this movie and not agree with anybody. You could have your own opinion. Right. But I'm go- right now, I'm just going off what I've, what, what I've read, heard, or been told. And that is based off of, like, I mean, the genuine response from fans alone have been overwhelmingly positive. And but I so can't I, just go off of them, though. You can't That's, just go off the critics, either. I'm looking at both sides. That's Before you interrupt me, that was my saying. If you look at the critics' consensus... This film is a, is very much like Force Awakens was, where where where, where they strict heavily towards fan service, and ha- and Force Awakens went over with fans very very well. There's a reason why fans did not like Last Jedi. There, it wasn't a fan service made film. It took chances. It did things that were different. But that's why I love Last Jedi, because it did what it did, and I'm so nervous about going into this film hearing hearing about you know. My, 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 my biggest worry about this film has been talked about in reviews, non-spoiler-wise, and that's Palpatine. And oh, I haven't heard anything about him. And, and I don't want to. So. From non-spoiler point of views, my theory was correct about him. And it scares me about that. I'm going into this movie to go watch two people. Two people. That's Kylo Ren and that's Rey. I want to see how their story ends from Last Jedi. I want to see how that turns out. More so about Kylo than anybody. Kylo is my favorite character of this trilogy, and I want to see him end strong. If he ends strong, I'm happy. But I wouldn't mind seeing this trio finally get together and have a movie. I've been waiting to see Ray, Finn, and Poe do something together. And we're going to get that. I am excited as hell to go see this movie. But it does not mean that I am very pessimistic about it. And... Hearing, hearing how the critics are reacting and how the fans are reacting, it is literally a flip-flop from Last Jedi. It's like a dead flip-flop from Last Jedi. And it scares me how much they're able to flip on each other that quickly. But then you have Mandalorian right there in the middle where the critics and the fans are meeting somewhere. But as soon as the movie hit, they split again. I think the movies need to take a break after nine. Focus on the shows. Come back with a plan... And work on that out. Because clearly, from what this states, 7, 8, and 9 was not a clear-cut plan for Disney. They had no idea what they were doing. My point. My point is right there. Just point that one out. Now it's... JJ should have directed all three. Oh, yeah, totally. But he had he had other things he wanted to do. No, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to start it and then be done with it. But unfortunately, we've talked about Kathleen Kennedy. She can't keep a director. Right there. Again, my point. Critics and fans loved it because of the fan service and how well they did it. See, I don't think Star Wars The Force Awakens had fan service, though. Oh, my. Really? Yeah, really. I mean, honestly. 
Truly. The shot of the Millennium Falcon. Han Solo and Chewie on the ship for the first time. Seeing Luke at the end. The lightsaber That's not fight. Fan service, though. I think you're it's not understanding. I, I okay, I'm saying fan service the wrong way. It's fan service with a purpose. And from what I'm hearing about Rise of Skywalker, it's fan service with no purpose. That's what I'm that hearing. we know of. I mean, that we know I mean of. again, I'm just um, going off what I'm hearing. I know, and I just I mean you're being really hard on something you haven't seen. I agree. And that's just my own personal opinion. What do you think? How are you feeling right now going into next Thursday? I'm excited for the movie. I would have been excited if both fans and critics hate it, though, because I don't want to judge it until I see it. Because, to be honest with you, I don't like Star Wars. I don't. I like this trilogy. The Last Jedi was good the first time I saw it, so I'll give it respect for that, as I was thoroughly enjoyed. Force Awakens was the first Star Wars movie I actually did enjoy, like, ever, like, at all. And so I'm very, very excited. Also, I know some things. It makes me even more excited. And to be honest with you, I've not seen a movie. I have seen, there's been a few this year, that truly made me happy. And if that means I get to go be satisfied and enjoy myself for two and a half hours because of fan service, I would like to be satisfied. I would not want to see the end of a trilogy be butchered just because they said they could. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, also, with this movie, and I think a lot of people are pointing out, but I also think a lot of people are not talking about it, is they had a course correct. They had to fix a lot of things. They had to make sure. They had a lot of things to do. Yeah. So I can't fault the movie for having to handle all these difficulties because it wasn't – it was their fault. I mean – It was was their fault. It was Kathleen Kennedy's fault. Yes. It was not. The fact that she brought Ryan on for eight, and told him to go do whatever he wanted. She shouldn't have done that. Should she should have looked at him and went. She should have looked at Ryan and went. Listen, this is what JJ JJ set up in seven. You need to continue on with this story. And Ryan, I guarantee you, if she would have said that. Ryan Johnson would have not made Last Jedi. Guarantee you. But the only yeah. reason she wanted to get Ryan Johnson was because of Looper and Brick and how different and ambitious and crazy they are. And that's what she got. And with Ryan Johnson. I just don't think he was a good pair with Star Wars. No, he was I not. Mean, he made a great he made a great movie. He didn't make a great Star Wars movie. There's a big difference there. Well, I was gonna say I saw Knives Out and it sat with me. So I know he's talented. Whereas yes, he's super you had, talented. If you had been like, oh, did he he's the only directed Star Wars The Last Jedi, I'd be like, oh, great, how exciting type of thing. So I don't know, you know, and I think I don't really know. I wouldn't really say J.J. Abrams is the person. If we're being honest, the person who should be doing this is Falcone, and that should just be the truth here. You know who? Um. Um. I've got Filoni. Filoni. Thank you, Falcone. I don't know. What I'm thinking. I'm tired. It should have been Favreau and Filoni. No. 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 Ooh, really? Why? No. Because I don't, I don't think John Favreau does not understand Star Wars. Like I don't think it would have been a bad movie whatsoever. Because there are some good things to Mandalorian. We'll get to it in a second. Some things I like, but there's a lot about the Mandalorian I don't like, like at all. Like I think it's almost unwatchable in certain moments. But when it is helmed by Ed Filoni, thank you, 
for some reason. That name just does not want to come to my brain. And he's done so many other amazing. He is a praise. Like it's like Kevin Feige to Marvel type of person. And you want to know why? Because he George loves- Lucas taught him. Well, he also loves what he's doing. It shows. If you don't love it, then why do it? Especially for big franchises that you're gonna have to helm for literally forever. forever. I mean, the man could have stopped working on Star Wars after Clone Wars ended, but he wanted to continue that story with Rebels, and Rebels is the most authentic Star Wars you can possibly get to in the Disney era besides Rogue One. It is the most authentic Re- Rebels is the most authentic Star Wars I've ever seen. And that's and it point. feels genuine. Now, I don't personally feel like he could handle, which is why I think John Favreau is the next best thing we could get for Star Wars. And I think yeah. it, would, it would be fine. I don't think that's not what I'm saying. I think he knows what he's doing. I just don't think he has the power to be able to do it completely. Well, I love Filoni to death. He directed the first episode and he directed the sixth episode of The Mandalorian. The directing in both episodes, you can definitely tell he's a starter. Yeah, and that's what I mean. And that's why you need someone. But to have someone in the background saying, hey, this would be a good idea. Hey, you know, this thing. And also, they went at this all the rock. They yes, tried they to bring in new characters when we shouldn't have new characters yet. It wasn't organic. It was confusing. I mean, they did things wrong with the new Star Wars trilogy. Hopefully, they'll learn from this for when the next trilogy comes out. The, biggest, the biggest mistake Disney made, which we've talked about, was not having Luke, Han, and Leia in a scene together. In a whole, in a, in, yeah, in a scene, in, like any part, they were never together on screen together. I don't know why Kathleen said that's a good idea. Separate the three. You need the three of them together. They're the entire sequel trilogy, whether people like it or not, is in some way, shape, or, shape or form about Luke, Han, and Leia again because it all revolves around Ben. Luke has a connection to Ben. Han and Leia are his, are his parents. They should have talked about this. There should have been a moment. And there isn't a moment. Also, I don't care how much he wanted out. Killing Han Solo... Was a mistake. Turned out to be quite a problem. And then doing it the same thing to Luke in 8. Yeah, and yeah, see, like, the whole situation... With Luke. I don't like... I don't personally like Star Wars, but just knowing how Mark Hamill himself, who has played the character for so long, felt about his portrayal in a should have been a huge red flag. And the fact they told him, oh, you don't count, is also another huge, huge red, red flag. flag. And I've heard from rumors that Ian McDermott, who plays Palpatine on, on set with J.J., were feuding constantly about how they were going to do stuff with Palpatine. Because we all understood Palpatine was gone. They better have a damn good explanation of how he survived that fall. I can totally promise you, Zachary. They won't. There is 13 different articles that you could go read right now as as I was was searching for ideas for this specific podcast. I came across every single one of them. I'm not going to. I want to see what the movie does. No, it was a joke. Oh. That literally you can't search the internet for anything without coming up to Star Wars spoilers. And it sucks. It doesn't suck. I mean, logically, if you're not a part of the opening weekend, you're probably not going to go see the movie. It's 
been time and time again, the people who go see it the second weekend are 90% people who are seeing it for second viewing. It's not new people. It's people who are coming back. Hey, and there's also, you know, sort of smaller movies and stuff. It's the people who are like, oh, I heard that was really good. We should go see that, you know, because it's the word of mouth. But for big blockbusters, you don't see it opening weekend. You're missing the conversation. So this, you know. So let's get this out of the way right now. Let's get this out of the way. The past two saga films made two hundred million opening weekend. Will this, yes? Will nine make two hundred? Do you think yeah, so? Yeah, it's projected to. Yeah, and it's on the right path. It's on the I'm, right path. I am saying one eighty five. I don't think it hits it. I I feel like honestly, if it's not one ninety or above, then we can say this is a flop. Yeah. And that's, because every other because every other saga film in this trilogy is made 200 plus or more. And you now, two in front of it. And I think it could because, like I said, the critics hate it. But because what they did for the fans, a lot of fans are taking to it, which means repeat viewing is probably going to be inevitable. Inevitable. I'm not saying it's like Avengers Endgame, but it's like, you know, I, I think possibly this could help fans kind of fall back in love with Star Wars. Because I've seen lists online, just on Twitter, but like actual lists from like people who are critics and things, or not critics, from fans and things, where they have Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, like number three out of their nine or ten movies, or if they rank all eleven. You know, it's in the top like five, which is a big deal, essentially. And so that will play into a big factor for the box office and things and seeing. But... A lot of people that I know personally, well, I don't know personally, but I know a lot of people bought tickets for every single day as well. So Which is crazy. But I do know a lot of people just from polls on Twitter and stuff are more going towards cats for Christmas, though, which is really interesting. It's hilarious. Can we talk about cats? I know it's not our thing. Can we talk about cats? Cats has a 20% by the way, if we want to get there. Um, oh boy! Where is good? Okay. Why did anybody think this was gonna be good? Hey, I'm still here thinking I'm gonna be loud. Okay, I'm not. I'm not putting. I'm not gonna be loud just yet. But here we're at. Uh, uh, yeah. It doesn't spell hope, buddy. Yeah, but you know what? How many times? And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just gonna keep saying it. I, I like a lot of movies. A lot of people don't like. So that's very true. I have hope for myself. You let I'm me know. Seeing I'm not seeing myself. it. I'm seeing it by myself, so I have hope in myself. I, I, I can firmly say in my heart, I'm, I'm not doing it. I and, listen to the soundtrack. Well, that's kind of cheating, but, you know. I listened to Memory by Jennifer Hudson, and it was beautiful. That's good. I just want to – I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. We'll see. Get high before you go see it. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying. I'll go snort some cat, and it's fine. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, speaking of catnip, let's go to trailers. No. Oh. Speaking of Star Wars, let's go to Disney. Oh, you know what? Yeah. That's a better transition. I don't know. Yeah. What trailer has catnip in it? 
I don't know. Exactly. I like your enthusiasm there, but like failure is there. Thank so, trail Disney. Okay, so I put Disney Plus TV shows on that radar thing down there, but I just want to let you guys know I don't know how to spell Mandalorian. So <laughs> no, we're just talking about Mandalorian. Ignore the fact that this says Disney Plus TV shows since I don't have any other TV show to talk about. So, so I'm officially allowing spoiler talk, which is a big deal. We're getting really close to the finale. That's what Baby Yoda is life. That was all. So, yeah. So that's one thing I've been not allowing Zachary to say is that Baby Yoda exists. Yeah, I don't know why I keep trying to say it's not real because there's so many memes out there that it's like, how do you not know there Baby Yoda exists? There are memes already from last night's episode. <laughs> Here, I mean... So speaking, I don't, I don't know how, you know what, here's the thing. If we're going spoilers, we should go full spoilers. So you had to have watched all the way up to episode seven, seven. to understand anything we're going to talk about for the next like 10 minutes. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. Okay. Go ahead. You can, you can start this conversation. That's fine. Cause you're probably more liking this more than I am. So. Like I said, when we talked about rise. Star Wars has not felt ge- genuine in a long time. This thing's adorable. But like we keep mentioning <laughs> it's so they're so funny. There's not a bad meme with this kid. There's not a bad meme. Um but the but this is the nature of it. Dave Filoni understands Star Wars. He just does, and Mandalorian proves it. Episodes 3 and Episode 7 are some of the best Star Wars storytelling I have ever seen. Episode 7, the cliffhanger, kills me every damn time. Just hearing Mandalorian scream quill, quill, quill. And then we see that scout trooper scoop this beautiful bundle of joy up. And then we see Quill on the floor, and it makes me so sad, but it makes me so curious about Eight. By the way, do you realize we have not seen um, Ming Wang at all from Six, from Five? We haven't seen who we haven't seen who got her yet. I have a theory on who that is. Okay. Um. So my theory about the guy we saw at the end of Episode Seven, I think he is a. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the guy that Cal fights in Jedi Fallen Order, the girl, the the second sister. Uh, what are they called? In, Inquisitor. I, I think I think I he's an Inquisitor. I think I he's an Inquisitor. Which are which are Sith that are hunting down Jedi. And as we know, in this universe, Ahsoka Tano, in canon, is still around up to this point, along with Luke. So I think. There, I think that the the buyer was this inquisitor who wanted Baby Yoda to train him in the dark side. He wanted his apprentice, as you can say, because there's a rule of two. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen. I think that uh, Cad Bane, which you don't know who that is, from the Clone Wars, got Ming Wang's character, and he's, gonna, he's another bounty hunter. I think he's going to show up at the end of Episode Eight, and he's going to be the one with her, and they join Mandalorian, and that'll be leading us into Season Two. Uh, I think Baby Yoda will be with the Empire going into season two. I don't think they're going to get him. See, 
okay, so so my thing here is is that they've been setting up Baby Yoda for a long time. For like sure. I mean, we've been sitting here for a minute, okay? And I have to say, Baby Yoda, I think Maya had his cutest moments of last week's episode. Oh, my God. He had some really good moments. His head coming down, going, back up. <laughs> Ship's going crazy. He's on the controls. <laughs> Very good moments. But, to be honest with you, we keep calling Baby Yoda Baby Yoda. But Baby Yoda is actually like 50-something years old. He's not really a baby. Uh, he's a baby to his his kind, but he's not a baby. So he he should have some kind of powers, right? And I won't lie. If we walk out of this season and I do not get to see Baby Yoda at top level Baby Yoda, whatever that might be. <laughs> top level Baby Yoda. Then I'm going to be disappointed. So I'm expecting Baby what a Yoda. No, Baby Yoda come in here and kick some ass. Like some <laughs> hardcore ass. Mandalorian looks out the window and sees a little green thing hopping around and horse choking stormtroopers. <laughs> Here stormtroopers going, it's over there, it's over there, shoot the green but, thing, shoot the green thing. But we have to all agree that if that did happen, it would be everything. It'd be awesome. <laughs> so, my personal... Maybe not, it's not a prediction. A want of mine for the finale for episode seven <laughs> is I want Baby Yoda to go berserk, to go extreme. <laughs> and I don't think I'm the only one. I think there's a lot of us who want the next, the one, you know, as much as I am, um, as much as I love the characters of the Mandalorian, which come on, let's be real here. I'm only watching it because of Baby Yoda. I want this to be a Baby Yoda centric episode. I want Baby Yoda to have the most screen time. Also, won't lie. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is there any chance in hell that Disney greenlights a Baby Yoda spinoff? He needs one. It should be called Baby Yoda as the meme. (laughs) Or Baby Yoda running a talk show about all the memes. He's just sitting there going... Oh, that's also something else I want to see. I want to know, can he speak? There's a lot of questions oh. I have. And he's 50 years old. That's the so, one thing. I'll, I'll be disappointed with the show if we don't hear him talk in the finale. I want to hear him talk. are going to be disappointed with the TV show. Okay? They have a lot now, to live up to. What voice do you want to come out of his mouth? That's know. the question. I don't know. I kind of want to Do you chat. want a kid's voice or do you want an adult's voice? Because he's over 50. I kind of want an adult voice in a child's body. I feel like that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I kind of want. Like, I want to hear Dane DeVito's voice come out of that kid going, yeah. "You're so gonna die." I kind of want like a dad's voice to make the memes even better. <laughs> it's kind of what I mean. He just <laughs> speaks, going, "You think you done? Done you are not to kick your ass. I will to like." Just go on like the streets and be like, "Oh, you look like a dad." Bring him in, have him voice record. But do you think that would hurt toy sales, though? If they want to make like a, a voice talking plushie and it's a thirty-two-year-old well, father not, talking about Baby Yoda. To be honest, no, yeah, so probably not gonna happen. But to be honest with you, the plushie that is coming out in June, June, I have to tell you, I have to wait till June. Sorry. To buy this stupid thing, it does have voice act. It does make noises, talking noises. Is that why it's coming out in June and not Christmas? Hmm. Probably. Hmm. Does it do flippy flops? 
I wanted to do flippy flops. Oh my god, because Baby Yoda does flippy flops, I tell you. Baby Yoda needs to... Because sh- you can tell. You can see in his eyes. He's like, I have more. And you just want me... My favorite expression me. from episode 7 is when he's force choking Cara Dune and his eyes just go... His little head shaking. <laughs> but the cutest thing from the entire episode is when he just plops on the ground after force healing the guy. He goes, oh, boom. <laughs> he had his Godzilla moment where he was just like, I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah, that's the face right there. <laughs> his eyes are all squinty like, I'm going to get you, bitch. <laughs> he looks so angry. <laughs> And you know, with with him doing the choking and things like that, I think that was really interesting. To be honest with you, as a character develop, like, okay, let's be real here. Do I care about anybody else but Baby Yoda? No. I don't think I, I don't think I do. Okay, which is fine. I mean, I have a character to root for, and also some of the You're rooting for a baby. <laughs> no, I'm rooting for a 50 year old child. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's you! Wow. Kind of awkward when we siloed here, but I think it was very interesting. I think it, 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 like the development there was very strong because having her, in, you know, chose the, you know, the, the choking thing, it, it shows that he could go bad, that he's still on the line, right? That he healed someone so he could go good, but he also choked someone so he could be like the biggest I badass think in the world that for a reason. But he can't be because honestly, he, here's the thing, and this is where things are getting a little complicated in the Star Wars universe. It's kind of turning to X Men basically. Is this is taking place before the new trilogy, after the old trilogy? But no one's ever heard of Baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm sorry, if Yoda was this prolific dude that everybody talked about, what does that tell you? Why what, does it, what does that mean? It's going to happen to this kid. That means he's going to be boring, and my expectations are going to be lost on me. Or he's going to can't kill Baby Yoda. They kill Baby. Oh my gosh! They it's going to be like (laughs) they kill Baby Yoda. We ride it. Man, they think the last Jedi reaction was bad. Yeah, honestly, if you like, they'd be like, oh, so so we thought this was a good TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Get me wrong. Oh man, Fooling's like, well, my, my my time in Star Wars is done. I I did what I could. And I ended I mean, it on a high note. I mean, if I if I had Disney Plus, if I was paying for it, which I'm not, thank you, grateful, I would I would unsubscribe. <laughs> like I would I'm not doing Netflix it, after I, January twentieth, fifth. Hmm? Like I like how I'm doing with Netflix and giving it to you. Yes, can we not talk about the fact that I have to pay for Netflix, which is in fluctuates its prices for crazy Anatomy, but it's cheaper. I did the math. Have fun. So moving on to trailer reviews. Now, I do want to mention before we jump into this, I do have trailer reactions, both to Tenet and um, oh, uh, to a, The Woman in the Window. Those will be going up tomorrow. Those are the only two I reacted to. Uh, I've only watched Tenet. Oh, well, okay. I guess we're just talking about Tenet. Uh, 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 what? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm not entirely sure what's going on. What? 
but we're here. It so. looks so cool. But also really weird. So I'm like, guess what, guys? It's a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that right now is the selling point, which I don't really know what's the strongest. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people who have a lot of respect for Christopher Nolan, which I, I have respect. massive respect for him. But oh, we're not there yet. Hold on, talk. But also, I never saw Dunkirk, so I must not love Christopher Nolan as much as I thought I loved. Same. I didn't see Dunkirk either. Now, here's my thing with this movie. From what I from what I've heard from people, this is the film that got patents in the Batman role. Mm-hmm. So, but and but then they don't show him do much in the trailer. Well, so this I'm is like, also this is a straight up teaser. I do love how they mocked us. For watching it at home and not in the theater, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I get it. You want to jab at me?" Well, um, if you went to the opening night IMAX screenings of Rise of Skywalker, you got to see the first. You got you got to see, you got to see a, a five minute scene from Tenet before the movie started. Well, if you saw Black Christmas, which no one did, we'll talk about that next because I, I feel like we're going to be moving over there very soon because there really isn't much to talk about right now. For oh, a quiet place. I saw a Quiet Place teaser, which I actually have mixed review, mixed reactions to of releasing it online. I don't think they should. I think they should have just put out the title and said "trailer coming New Year's." Because because it's it's a fifty second teaser. I mean, there's not much to it. They would have been better off waiting till the New Year to release like an actual teaser trailer and just let this have been something for Black Christmas because apparently it's all Black Christmas had was this teaser. <laughs> Well, as a horror <laughs> film, yes, <laughs> you're not wrong. Thank you. So speaking, I don't really have. Do you have anything? I don't really have anything to say about Tenant. It looks interesting. I'm it intrigued. It's got my, my my favorite line from my favorite film of all time, Django Unchained. It has my curiosity. The tra- next trailer probably will have my attention. Maybe or not. Not. I'm hoping that's not the case. Nolan's films are always polarizing every time they come out. Hello, Interstellar. So. <laughs> I really liked Interstellar, though. I thought it was boring as fuck. <laughs> and you might find this one. This one seems a little boring. I won't mind. It does. Although, I'm happy for um, Denzel Washington's son. He looks really good in the movie. He looks really good in the movie. He doesn't like have the right gravitas. Like no, he doesn't like his dad. He doesn't, have his, he doesn't have his dad's gravitas. I was talking about the movie. Oh. Like Inception. Inception's fantastic. You shush. See, I don't really like Inception. I like the actors in Inception. I don't like Inception. Inception's a beautiful movie. Yeah, that's how I feel about Interstellar. Box office! (laughs) So I have it pulled up right here for us to look at. So the first thing we're going to talk about is last weekend's box office, as that's always fun. There's been a, there's been some developments. But then we'll also talk about Star Wars in general, and that's I'd say probably the end of this podcast, right? Probably. Yeah, probably. So speaking of the domestic, I'm just going to go through it, tell you if you have any opinions, just, you know, obviously let me know, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So for Jumanji Next Level, it projected. Like, I mean, it went so far past this level that no one even knew. <laughs> now, I am kind of sad for Jumanji. It didn't end up having a six in it like everybody. They projected it to be. It still had a five, but it still did so much better than everybody thought. So, like, yeah. it's fine. It's a win for some. I, 
I do wonder, um, because it did make more money than its predecessor. I'm very curious to see what second weekend is. I mean, it is going up against Star Wars, and Star Wars is supposed to be better than what most people think Star Wars is, as we've talked about right now. I don't Let's know. Maybe it, everything's going against Star Wars. We'll see how well the box office looks next week. Well, here's the thing, or actually, Zachary, not next week, in a few days. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Jumanji also went up against Star Wars last time, and it did it did particularly really well. well. They they battled, but I think the Last Jedi was a little bit more divis- um, divisive. You know, if the critics this- want to see again, that's fine, but that's not who's going to be giving it money anyways. So, by the way, Disney's going against Disney with Frozen and Star Wars. So I wonder how Frozen's going to do. So Frozen, I think is. It's almost at its run, at its end. It did pass some one million. Um, one, uh, yeah, one million? Well, yeah, I passed one million mark. <laughs> it passed the one billion mark. Also, I'm really happy we're out of the six six range. <laughs> there were three sixes here for a long minute, and I was not okay with that. But now we're past it, so that's good. But we did pass it, and, you know, I could not be more happier. Now all it needs to do is take home the Oscar and make everybody laugh at Lion King for being an animated feature. Which I have a feeling I'm watching this weekend, so I'm sorry. I, had a I need a number one worst movie of the year. And I just don't. Have Congratulations, it. you're gonna watch it this weekend. So then we also have Knives Out, which is respectively making its way to the century mark. It's taking its time, but it's it's getting there. And we're yeah. at nine million, but worldwide, which is a bigger number, is not that much bigger. No, I I didn't expect this movie to do like massive numbers. Uh, Ryan Johnson's films, besides besides Star Wars, relatively stay around the two the two fifty hundred two hundred fifty million dollar mark. Looper didn't do that much either. Um, I think one hundred and sixty is a respectable number right now for for the movie that it is. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because a lot of people are saying if this isn't a really big like Oscar contender and things, then it could be considered a flop. A flop. Um, so we'll see what angle they try to go at. Now, Richard Jewell, Richard Jewell was put under criticism due to its portrayal of women in this movie and the workforce in general. And so it did get hit. It got hit with a bad artiste score and it got hit with a bad overall rating. But just like with Bombshell that comes out this weekend, I don't think a lot of people wanted to see this movie anyways. Yeah. And honestly, the only thing coming out of Richard Jewell is Kathy Bates' uh, performance. So... And she got nominated, and that matters. So moving on to Black Christmas. Black Christmas also came in very – this is the lowest Blumhouse ever um, for Jason Blum. And honestly, once again, I feel like it was a little too aggressive, (laughs) to say the least. I'm actually quite curious to see what the Rotten Tomato score is for other people. Like, if it's as low as the actual RT score is in general. Because it has, like, a 40, which was quite good for a horror film. So, I'm curious. Now, 4P Ferrari, also, it's almost there. I'm wondering if it's already there. Did it... It hit! Hey! Let's clap. What are we clapping about? 4P Ferrari hit 100 million. It hit Century Mark. It hit right there. That's what we're clapping about. It's a good day. So, Quinn and Swim also did just fine. A beautiful day in the neighborhood, slowly falling. Um, 
it's time has passed. So yeah, it, it, it's time came and passed when it when it came out initially. Like the people who wanted to go see the Mister Rogers movie went and saw it. Dark Waters, sadly, is just coming out in a very very crowded time. What's and Dark Waters? So Dark Waters, which who which one is this? Who is in this? Uh, this one with uh, Mark Ruffalo, isn't it? Mark Ruffalo. I knew it was a Hulk. Yeah, it's his movie. It was a Hulk. <laughs> well, he, he there, there was this one. There was also the other one that did really bad. Also, oh, with Eric Bana. Yeah. See, Hulks are just not doing well. Um, but yeah, so it you know it's falling. But I don't really think it was going to do well. It just came out in a bad time. And um, but I do want to mention Joker right now. So Joker fell down to fifteen. But this is the first week. In its whole entire run, it was in the top 10 up until its release at digital. It was still making money. It still is making money. I mean, in its defense. In only 553 theaters, it's still making money. Coming at 1.60. That's crazy, guys. But it deserves every penny. It's 727 million international. Who would have thought that? crazy and the in so in the smaller market uncut gems release um came out to be its second um biggest opening for an indie film with only five years with 107,000 per theater which is great for oscar contenders for um it's um, great for a24 that's a huge that's a huge deal for a24 it's a huge deal for a24 and it's also it's a huge deal for sandler for sandler especially for maybe possibly getting nominated for an oscar which has been rumored because he's been. You know that's crazy. Me. I really want to talk about it for a second. Adam Sandler has not had a very well projected film in a long time, and the fact that the film that's getting the most attention is his second drama is awesome because it just proves again that uh, funny people wasn't a fluke with him. He's a really good dramatic actor, and when he does it right, he does it right. So Thanks. good on A twenty four. That's awesome. I completely agree with you. Completely. Then with Bombshell opening with four, like I said, it goes live this weekend. I'm seeing it tomorrow. It did respectable, um, but it's already done what it needed to do with getting its um, nominations and things like that. It's a. It, it, we only have to be really t- even talk about it. Charlize Theron is a shoe in right now for the Oscar. Guaranteed, yeah. it's going to happen. I agree. Now I'm just very curious. Before we get off here, I wanted to come over here. Wow, so many low. It's crazy. T scores. Thirty percent. Yeah, so that makes sense. I agree. I agree. Can oh, you boy. can you believe that? Not a single one of the opening weekends this weekend where any of them were uh, certified fresh. That's crazy. It's been a long time since that's happened to us. I, you know, to be honest with you, with with oh, I'll wait. I'm seeing, like I said, tomorrow morning, but I'm really surprised this was not certified fresh. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is not amazing as everybody. I just I don't understand how it can't be. I mean, look yeah. at that. Look at that poster right there. That's enough for me to go. This needs to be seen. It needs to be seen. But I don't think a lot of people are are going to go see it. For instance, our theater. It's only me, my sister, and um, our sister Peyton and her boyfriend. In the theater, that's it. 
10.30. It's really early. It's the first showing of the day. But I checked all the other showings, and they're completely empty. Can I ask you a question? Do you think this movie is doing why it's doing right now because of the, the story it's doing? Yes. So ultimately, no one – and I, I, this is so true, and it's so true about so many other movies, which is why Joker itself is an anomaly. As yes. Most people do not want to go to the movies. They like to go to the movies to escape, not to go deal with something they could dealt with in real life or something like that. Bombshell is a very true story where it's affecting a lot of people's lives. It's also a really personal story, and it's also Fox News. All those play big factors, and, and honestly, it just needed to win the Oscars. Also, I mean, what's, what's, what's going on currently in our country, Fox is a big involvement in what's going on in our country right now involving a certain thing yeah and uh you know i guarantee you some people don't want to go deal with that scenario right now i mean like you said joker is a realistic take on a character study of a sociopath that made a billion dollars i think the reason joker is the anomaly is because of the name of the film yeah, truly. If it was anything else, I don't actually think Joker would have gone as No, 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 no. I think it would have still done very well awards-wise, but I don't think it would have made as much money as it did. Bombshell yeah. is laying its story on the table. It's letting you know, hey, this is not going to be for everybody. The people who want to go watch it, enjoy it, understand the, the content of it, and go watch these three incredible performances in this movie. Now, that is not to say that when it gets released onto the ancillary market and you know, in other places like that, it's not going to do horrible. You know, no. I think he's got a really good chance of being really good international-wise. I don't know about that, but I do think that when it comes out, like, on digital and things, I think a lot of people are more than likely going to click on it. In a oh, point. I guarantee you, because, I mean, the story... I don't think people want to go and experience this in the theater. I guarantee you this will be a really, really good top seller digitally once it comes out digitally. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, with that being said, guys, I think that brings us to the end of our podcast, right? Uh, we went over all Hey, we're under an hour. And we're under an hour, which is really cool. So, Zachary, do you want to say our outro for us? As always, make sure you guys like, subscribe, hit that notification button, and make sure to leave comments on these. Let us know what you guys thought about all the topics that we talked about today. Make sure to go like, rate, and subscribe over on the podcast side. Go listen to us on audio. Uh, you never know. You'll get some gems from those audio podcast exclusives. Um, and uh, just to let everybody know, this is our second to last episode of the year uh, going into award season. We're definitely going to come back for the Oscar nominations on January 13th. And we will be coming back the week before the Oscars, I believe. Yeah. So our first weekend back, which will be approved or disapproved for February. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's before the Oscars week. happen. I think the Oscars is the next week afterwards on like a Sunday or something yeah. like that. And so it'll be the third week February we'll be covering it. Yeah. Or that podcast will come out early. It will just depend. You wanna know how um, you know but, you wanna know how much I'm getting ready for the Oscars? I already I requested that Sunday off. Well, I'm not gonna be watching them, but I'll be looking oh, at I'm the watching list. them. Because I, I actually have an investment in these Oscars this year, so I actually want to watch them. 
And I do want to mention, just like he said, you know, um, four videos that contain anything with the Golden Globes. I'm going to go over the Golden Globe winners, which we will be doing in January. That'll be one of the only podcasts that come out in January. That is strictly just audio. There is no videos to contend to those. Now, the Oscar not, the Oscar winners could have some kind of video because that is a daily, that is like a weekly scripted you know, one. But it might not be. It might just be a bonus to season two. We're not entirely sure yet. But um, Golden Globes did not have a video. There could be a clip that's going to surface online eventually. And then Golden Globe winners also won't have a video. It's just something to keep in mind as you guys do need to go find us in other platforms. Yeah. Be able to listen to everything if you want to follow We feel like that you guys are more into what we're talking about here. And there's only a certain select few of you that are like us when it comes to the award stuff. So we feel like we should give those people what they want and not have to worry about trying to find the, the video part of it. If, I feel like, you know, we get to, you get to hear us talk about exclusively all the award stuff. And for you guys who just want to sit back, chill, relax, talk about all these crazy batshit, crazy stories about the, about media, you get the video part. So it's a, it's, a, it's a two-way street. And it's really cool because it's a nice, fun little bonus thing that we get yeah. to do for you guys that you guys don't have to worry about it. Um, it'll just be an extra episode that you guys get. And sometimes that even means that you get two in one week. Because yeah. it's an extra episode, because it has nothing to do with actually the stories that come out that month, you know, that week. Um, but that being said, Zachary is right. Next week, um, just to tell you so you guys can get excited for it, we're doing our top tens, our disappointings, and approve or disapprove for January. January is going to be a very short month to do approve or disapprove. There isn't a lot coming out that month. Um, and then we are off until, like I said, we'll do Golden Globe and we'll do Oscar nominations and things like that. But that's about it. Yep, and the season premiere will be the week before the Oscars. So, yep, we'll isn't have that crazy episodes, and that's it. Yep, isn't that crazy? crazy? We're almost done with the full season of this show. Yep, you know what that week. means? We've been doing that this long. Well, actually, I can tell you how many episodes we are at. Um, if I do, you give me one <laughs> second, which it is just it is quite insane to be honest with you. Uh, where we are, there we are. We are on episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So this is episode. So we're ending on episode nine for the first season. Now, the Golden Globes. Um, when we talk about the winners and stuff, will be a bonus episode to season one. Anything coming out for season two will be a bonus episode for season two. So it's going to be like ten or eleven actually for the season. But we've been doing it since October twenty sixth. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But I love it. This is one of my favorite things I get to do during the week. I look forward to it every week, man. Yeah. All right. So do all those things that Zachary already said, and we'll see you guys all next week for our final episode of the season. It's crazy. Unless you're listening to us on podcasts, you'll get to hear us again. But, you know, we're just trying to see people who are watching us. Have a good night, guys. We'll see you. Yep. Make your list, too, so you can comment down below in case you're watching the video. Because we would love to know. All right. See you guys. Um,